Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. Each week we sit down and discuss our favorite lore topics from within the Destiny universe. Specifically, we intend to take a close look at a specific question that has been nagging us and potentially the Destiny community as a whole. To fulfill that, our discussions tend to assume that you already have some background in the Destiny lore. Despite that, our goal is to be as lighthearted and welcoming to everyone as possible. With that out of the way, let's dive into this week's topic. Alright, alright, alright. So we're at around nine, marking it there. Uh, alright, uh, welcome to the show, everyone. This has been, uh, this is a, a, a great episode here again. Uh, super hype to bring it to you. Uh, this here's Taylor B, along with new host of the show, Lady Lucida. Hello. Hi. This is uh this is ladies uh Lady or Lucy or Lady Lucida, however however you uh would you prefer as I understand it. Um this is her first uh official episode on the show as host. Just super welcome to the show uh, su- uh as host. Um and I want everyone to know like we're 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 super happy that she accepted the invitation, and uh, yeah, so like, yeah, hey, hey, Thank you. how you doing? How has how has your week been? How has my week been? Uh, Grandmasters stock, Jesus, Louisus, oh my gosh, they're pain. Mm-hmm. Like we tried for a good couple hours yesterday, and I mean, we got to the tank room. And then everything went to hell in a handbasket. It was great. We, we've been trying to go the whole, do all of the grandmasters without having to resort to Ursa's. Because we both, we, everyone in my group, we just kind of think that's kind of lame. I don't know. Because, like, you just, it's like. It's good to have personal you, rules. Yeah, we, we tried. But then with, with the tank room, it's, it's a. On Grandmaster, I don't think it's possible to do it without double Ursas. I mean, you can maybe, but it's rough. It's it's rough. Mm. And then, so that's what the Destiny side. The good work is <laughs> well, work. It's just work. I have a lot to do and deadlines, and I just cry. I was. Oh, okay. Up up until the crying internally, I was gonna say, well, I guess with work, no news is good news in a lot of places. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, because my boss, he wants me to, like, fix some stuff and do stuff, and I'm like, I don't have the skill set to do this. I guess uh, Google is my friend. Oh, man. A lot of this job is honestly me just learning on the fly, because I did not go to school to be a software developer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just learning a lot. Without the being a it's soft, kind of fun, though. without the being a software developer part, you were like I feel personally referenced. Instead of attacked, <laughs> I feel like ninety percent of my job is like Taylor. There's this problem, and then like okay, give me one second. Secretly Google's. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of what it is. Like someone will be like, hey, uh, when I run this code, it it doesn't work. It gives me this weird error. What does this mean? And I Google it. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're okay, in... this is what it means. Okay, okay, gotta put on my smart glasses and uh, do 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 do. This is what it means. They're like, oh wow, you're so smart. And I'm like, Thanks, Google, high five. Oh man, yeah. when in in an early part of my uh, my IT career, I had a moment that really ended up helping me out later because it earned me like a nice reference from a large company. Nice. 
but basically they were doing a migration. They were this like multi multinational intercontinental uh, construction company and they were trying to migrate uh, a lot of individual systems into one system like one Fun. domain um and everyone was having trouble with this with this one thing and was it <laughs> wicked I'm, I'm so sorry i just told you another one of these like redneck moment stories mm-hmm. but everyone was having was having like trouble with it and i go in and i look they didn't remove her from the last domain before they tried to put her in the new one, because you can't oh, be no. a member of two domains. Mm-hmm. And I <laughs> yep. and I had a total. Well, there's your problem. Can't well, be in two domains. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a fun that was a fun moment in the Taylor B career. <laughs> Although I I do give myself credit, I fought all my redneck urges. In that professional <laughs> setting, it was able to... as you do, as you do, <laughs> as as you do, <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, so uh, also special guest on the show today, Wicked Jester is 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 uh, is joining us once again uh, in in the reference topic that we had last week. Welcome back on the show, dude. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Enjoy some time uh, having having some laughs on Twitter lately. I can dig it. And, and, uh, Finally, this past week was uh, had my last day where I was going to be working into the late evening at work. So I'm, I'm finally getting to come home before sundown. Yes. So yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> dude, that makes me. I am so glad to hear that. That is, it's such a difference. It is. It's so nice to be able to see the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least for a little bit of your day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such it's such a difference. I, I, that makes me so happy to hear that. Like that's awesome, dude. Yes, uh, groovy. Um, yeah, the uh, the Twitter. I've been having having some fun on Twitter and definitely toying around with some new ideas for like my YouTube channel and stuff like that. Uh, talking about running a small mini series that's completely un un lore related. Uh, talking about like cool. the dumb things that we've done as a society. Mm-hmm. I I saw I saw yeah. I think oh, yeah. I saw a concept tweet that like I hope you know that I liked immediately. <laughs> if it's the one I'm thinking of, like it is. I, That's yeah. gonna be the first episode. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Any way I can, any way I can promote that, please let me know. <laughs> absolutely, I'll like, let you know. Absolutely. Oh, that that makes me so happy. Yeah. Uh, 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 to all to all of Wicked's fans, and if if you didn't know you were a fan, I'm sure you're about to find out at the end of this episode. <laughs> he, he he, it's it's hilarious, but also like pertinent. I think is the best way to put it. As 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 I read the concept, so yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see. Wait. Um, Heck yeah. yeah. Well, all right, guys. Uh, so, so listeners, uh, this week's episode is actually a revisit to a number, uh, another one of our episodes, and it's the idea that Luna, or what we call the moon, because it's the only one we got, um, in, in real life, uh, there was a celestial body that collided with what they called primordial Earth, and 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 Lucy, please forgive me. I know I'm oversimplifying everything. A uh, little bit. A little bit, but it's for for this for the sake of making it simple to digest. <laughs> yes, no, no um, it's, okay. it's okay. It it collided with primordial Earth, and 
basically the mass that was left of like all the debris we were left with this new body that was called luna uh as our moon uh after that collision this theory applies that to some facts inside the destiny universe so the idea is that that body that collided with primordial earth was actually one of crota or not one of was crota's war moon and where the basis of this really comes in from where there were some cards in D1 that talk about the moon in what what was the golden age earth but before the events as i interpret it of uh the K1 observatory so things that came later uh that that we've since found out but these were stories of people like discovering crevasses in like deep caverns within the moon going down there and like like i said to you guys earlier it's almost like reading a novelization of the movie predator it's like there's a giant worm thing that's just picking everyone in the story off except unlike predator schwarzenegger does not win the worm wins if the worm was the predator Schwarzenegger. And not Schwarzenegger. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe Schwarzenegger plays the worm in this version. <laughs> like, there you go. However, however, we need to make it make sense. Um beyond that, there's the the K1, the uh what what I think most people agree to, and guys stop me if I'm wrong, but uh I feel like what most people agree to is the first interaction with a spot of darkness, air quotes. You can't see me making them, but I did it with my fingers. <laughs> um Beyond that, Crota's throne world has entered through the moon. There is a darkness ship in the center of the moon, which, you know, the moon being a body that's created mostly from debris after that initial collision. If Crota's worshipping darkness ships or like what have you, I don't know like the direct connection there, but hear me out. Put a pin in that thought. And the fact that Crota's daughter created a whole red keep and worshipped was giving power, in in my view, creating a new uh, hive pyramid to whatever power was connected to that darkness ship in the center of the moon. Or, not the center, but you know what I mean, deep buried within. Mm-hmm. So the crux of the theory is... And to, you know, some some other points that are referenced, this was always Crota's war moon. Just for whatever reason, they hadn't always been attacking Earth. At least not till the Traveler came. And to lend to that, if that's the entrance to Crota's uh, throne world, you know, like, he goes into his throne world, you can go to other throne worlds and exit out somewhere else. He doesn't have to, like, come out there every time. True, true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the basis of the theory if I feel like I'm really fairly recapping the first episode. And now I kind of want to hand it off to you guys. Like, like, please, like, give me your thoughts. Lend me your thoughts. Uh, Lizzie, Lizzie, where are you coming from on this? How do you feel? Definitely possible, I think. Like, it kind of lines up because one of the big issues that I have with the whole the pyramid inside the moon is the 
when you first see the pyramid and you look up, the gap that's above it, it's not big enough for the pyramid ship to have crash landed on the moon. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if the moon was formed around it, mm -hmm. so to speak. So I definitely feel like that lends to your theory. And then on top of that, the whole, cr I mean, definitely it would make sense that Crota's entrance to his throne world would be in, I mean, it makes sense, basically. It makes sense. I'm, I'm inclined to believe that is, it is possible. I can dig it. Basically. I can really I dig it. And, and I'm sorry. Yes, Wicked? Uh, I was going to say, I, I actually am kind of of a different mindset with the pyramid ship. Because, and, and the reason I say this, one, one thing specifically about the pyramid ship, I don't think that it was, that was on the moon when it first came into the system. Um, I did think, just like you did, Lady Lucidia, uh, as far as like whenever you're in there and you're looking up at it, the, the initial hole that you see there does not look big enough. Yeah. But if you take into account that it's been thousands of years, literally, at this point since the last war happened. True. When this ship supposedly, according to other accounts that say the ship crashed on our moon, or crashed into our moon, or was left there from the last invasion, the settling that occurred after could have shifted those things, or could have shifted those plates back down to allow true, it to true. put itself back up. So that that would be the the counterpoint, I would say, that could argue saying, yes, it could have been that. However, yeah. mm -hmm. everything as far as the hive's presence on the moon, everyone's accounting of it, um, as far as the hive and the creatures and the artifact inside, all of that lends credence to the idea that the moon itself was was well infected with hive before we ever even got out there. So if it was yeah. before we ever set foot on it, so if it was already infected with hive, the only plausible reason why the hidden swarm would be there is if that moon belonged to Crota before the human race developed. Exactly. Yeah. So. That absolutely makes sense. The artifact that they found, <clears throat> a lot of people have been saying that it's directly correlated with the pyramid ships. But one of the things that I thought about, um, if you go into the Temple of Crota, or I'm sorry, the Shrine of Oryx, remember when we destroyed that big ball that was sitting there and it was supposed to be communicating across space uh, back in yeah. D1? We, yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, the World's Grave? Uh, no, not, it's they're... near the world's grave. It's the shrine of Oryx. It's this big bowl. Yes, thing yes, yes, got, yes, like, yes. Little needle fingers things. Thank you. Sorry. So, if you go in there now, there is a black orb hanging in place of where that massive ball used to be, and it looks strikingly similar to the description that they used for the artifact that they found at K one. The black where it was talking about like basically an an abyss or darkness, an inescapable darkness that was trapped in this. Um, so I think that the Hive definitely used these artifacts throughout their ships. I don't necessarily think it's the exact same thing that what we got off of the pyramid ship, the small, the small orb that came down to us from the statue, but perhaps maybe a variation of it. Yeah. That allowed for communication back and forth between the two.
That makes sense. Yeah. I really dig that. I really yeah, dig I definitely, that. I can definitely see the the moon itself, especially since uh, I think in the last episode we actually talked about since Crota got flown back through or thrown back through time and forward through time, and we don't really have a I don't know an anchor point for at what point the hive existed versus the at what point humanity started existing. Mm-hmm. So, technically speaking, uh, Oryx could have either been thrown forward in time uh, to be where our moon is at, or he could have been in, back in time, traveling through the Vex network back and forth, and then wound up popping out in our solar system. Uh, and then, lo and behold, his war mood hit, hits our planet, and there goes there. Now we have a new, a new moon. And, and, and to really add to that, uh, with your mention of the Vex Network, I feel like we really take for granted that the Vex Network moves through time and space. Mm-hmm. True. I feel like yeah. very often we only talk about the time aspect of that, but like the space aspect of it too shouldn't be shouldn't be lost. Like he got thrown into a Vex gate. Like who knows when or where he ended up. I like that that was the punishment, though. You know what? You yes. know what? You know what? You know what? You fix this yourself. Pretty much. <laughs> like... Also, something else that if, if we're talking about the war moon popping out of nowhere and just hitting our planet or popping through the Vex network, that bears a very striking resemblance to the way the Traveler itself moved through our solar system, where it just disappeared from one area and reappeared in another. Oh yeah. True. So, I I think with the new information than when this theory was first formulated, that really strikes me in the conversation is where does the darkness fit in? Because I think, I think as you guys have pointed out, there's plenty of like plausibility with it being there, mm-hmm. uh, by way of like you know things reforming or as you said things being uh, sundered. Through, through through conflict and like shifts and stuff like that um i'm really interested to know i guess have has anyone really ever talked about why crota would be associated directly with the darkness and not through oryx that's a good point well and that's This kind of goes back to the whole thing of my questioning about whether or not whether or not they had the ship on in the moon in the first place. Why I don't think they do. The ships, in all reality, what I think they're closely more closely related to humanity than they are to any other entity, mm-hmm. because the ships reacted to uh, Eris's touch. The hive had been around it obviously well beforehand. They they had the red keep and everything like that. All this stuff was already pre-built and it's just erecting itself. Uh, Eris was around the area, but none the pyramid itself was completely inactive until Eris touched it. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the only people who have actually spoken to the darkness outside of Oryx when he went and spoke to get the tablets of ruin. Um, the only ones who have ever actually spoken to darkness have been, you know, humanity. Eris, uh, Clovis Bray, through his visions. And I think, let's see, I think there was one other one that actually spoke, or, and us, really. 
I, I would say, you know, um, callous. For better or for worse. Yeah, but, but that's... Mm. Well, do we know that... Do we know that Callus spoke with the darkness, though? Yeah, because is, is this the entity, things. or is it the darkness? Because some people... Even Osiris made that connection mm -hmm. when we go through the, the mission. How he talks about... There's a difference between the darkness itself and then this entity. And and there's something... Callus is talking to. And there's something I've always wondered about the reports of what Callus is going through and how familiar they feel like to other parts of the story that I feel like are a little more better well-defined. Sorry to use weird words in that order. More. Yeah, more better. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I feel like in other places it's, it's, it's written a lot more clearly and Callus tends to put his own spin on everything. It kind of like you know with the the whole Roman theme. Like like Rome Roman, Rome doesn't adopt Greek gods; they make Greek gods Roman. Yep. yep. And so I wonder if whatever he's saying is just his spin on something we've already heard of. Yeah, my I guess worry with Callus is that, assuming he's talking to the darkness. I put that in air quotes, but you guys can't see. Um, nice. Similar to how Oryx also spoke to the darkness and got the tablets of ruin. I'm worried that Callus is going to talk to the darkness and get his own version of taken powers, which does not sound like a good time. I've... And it'll probably be another expansion I... or something. I think that was kind of what the Crown of Sorrows was. Yeah. Where kind that, was, of. that was essentially his attempt to kind of yeah. recreate the effect that he did, or that Oryx had, where it was, I'm going to take a power that was not originally mine and mm -hmm. graft it onto my own. And a lot of the thing, a lot of the the seers, as far as the, their recollections and their predictions of the future and everything like that, it, a lot of it seems to be consuming the stories of everyone around him and writing yeah. like the most beneficial future that they could imagine for themselves uh like taking petra as his uh shadow of the awoken uh and then the queen basically his interaction with the darkness is almost is eerily similar to how the queen interacted with the darkness so it wouldn't be surprising yeah. if a lot of these things are just him adopting somebody else's legend and hoping for the best that it comes true he's just like well, i'm just gonna wing it and then go from there. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's that's what I kind of love about Callus. Is he's he's so eagle maniacal in everything that he does. Mm -hmm. That he's Crazy. like, yeah, he's like, oh, I've read about how you did that. This is how Callus does it. This is how Callus does it. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like everything he does is, you know, even the stuff that I feel like he might do that is purposefully, like, damning. And, 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 I, and I don't mean that in the way in, like, yeah, he's blinded by his own ego. Like, he's almost doing it purposely. Mm -hmm. it, it It's just, like, he's so okay with it because it's his own story now. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't so, care if it's perfect. He's just like, mm, no, this is callous. So I will say this since we're talking about the relation of the darkness and we brought up the entity 
and how a lot of people are starting to realize that there's a darkness power and then there's the entity that's speaking about the darkness and the and it it always goes back to my favorite character and you might know where i'm going with this taylor mm -hmm, there's, mm -hmm. there's an entity that pushes for the final shape whose end game is to basically cause the collapse of the universe uh, with the per with the sole purpose of having it be reborn again, because that's just the circ the circle of life and, and the nature of things. Like a uh, like um like what's his name Galactus. Kind of like he yeah, just yeah. on on but a larger scale, I guess, right? Yeah, instead of, instead of devouring, it, they simply just allow things to happen and push natural evolution to occur to the final form and final shape of the species, and then once it reaches that final shape that shape itself burns out so that the universe can begin anew. I so dig it. I so dig it. Yeah, what what was reminding me was, um, you know, that that I think was uh, really, like, me getting more clarity to what you're saying, and, like, I 100% agree. It was uh, it was reminding me of this plot line, and I, you know, forgive me, fans, I, 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 I can't remember what specific Galactus comic plot line this was. He's in so many. But in, in this one... They actually kill him. And basically, I think it's like Franklin Richards, Reed Richards and Sue Storm's kid. I think he becomes the next Galactus because it's just this thing. It's like, no, like, <laughs> you can't have you can't have birth without destruction. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like Galactus is like yeah. a constant. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a concept. Just because you kill him doesn't mean you solved, like, air quotes, solved the issue. Get out of the bargain that yeah, yeah, like, yeah. all you no, did was sense. take it over and move on from the planet you, like, saved, even though you're still on the table. You just, like, started from there as opposed to, like, going there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, yeah. So, like, that's that's 100% what I think, like, you're putting down, like, reminds me of in that sort of, like... Well, I mean, you can change it, but can you get rid of it? Well, there's it's kind of that, but the so the entity that they're talking about is actually ties back to my favorite exotic in Destiny, Nezarek Sen. Ooh. I was just gonna say, is the entity Nezarek? The entity or that some I, other I, kind yeah. of being? I I am hoping so much, <laughs> so 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 much that my Nezarek series pans out. Mm -hmm, I will, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. oh my god. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, okay. I will um, curl up into a happiness burrito for weeks. Happiness burrito. Entity, yeah, if yes. the entity ends up being Nezarek. I'm, I'm going to scrap that to the list, <laughs> and you will be brought back if and when that comes to fruition. Not if and when, when, because yeah. I think that's very strong. I think that's very strong. Minus if. <laughs> so let's see if I, because let's see, I, I want to pull up the, the lore entry on this thing. Mm -hmm. If we can here real quick. Yeah, go for it. Oh, man, well, 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 you're doing that. Uh, okay. Oh, you got oh, it. Okay. Nice. I got it. Yep. <clears throat> okay. He is that which is in that which covets sin, the final god of pain, the purest light to the darkest hour. And he shall rise again. When the guiding shine fades and all seems lost, he will call to you. Fear not. All he offers is not as dark as it may seem. 
For Nezarek is no demon, but a fiend, arch and vile in ways unknown. He is a path and a way, one of many. And his sin, so wicked, so divine, is that he will never cower when dusk does fall, but stand vigilant as old stars die and new light blinks its first upon this faded eternity. Sounds a lot like that whole thing of the argument of P-52 mm-hmm. about how I am I am truly evil by your definition. Mm-hmm. So. I love it. I love it. That's a very good point. Man. Okay, so... I actually probably need to, like, really think about that uh, going forward uh, with this theory because one of the things that it really hinges on is how much of a constant it seems to be in the reporting of, like, experiences, like, as people really explore the underbelly of the moon. But it really raises a lot of further questions, too, like... I know Oryx, once he came back and had proven himself by returning from through being thrown through the Vex Gate, mm-hmm. uh, would then, like, you know, travel with his father. Um, but there's, there's like, a couple gaps in that story, right? Like, when did they reunite? One. Two. Did they? Well... Well, I thought I thought he had regained favor. I thought that was a thing that was that had happened. Um, I'm willing to be wrong on that though, because at this point, <laughs> you know, like second time talking about it, I I have not done the same initial research. <laughs> More like brushed up. So that's that that that's totally welcome to be here on me <laughs> as a preface to the rest of this. But <laughs> so. So with the with that like I, I I thought the narrative was they had reunited, but then and and I assume they were involved at least like when you have when you have that close a stage, why wouldn't they be involved in the collapse? But then there's the separation. Why did Jess Crota come back to Twilight Gap? Was it because Guardians had like encroached in on his throne world and he was like, yo, fuck that? Or, you know, multiplicity of reasons. But, like, you know, like, if he was back with his dad, why did he come back? And then if he came back, why was it, like, I feel like there's a little bit of disconnect. Like, I, because all of Crota's other children, and granted, I realize they hide their throne worlds in different places than where Crota did in what ended up being our moon. You know, regardless, that's where it was. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, uh, his sisters hid their death in each other. That's why you gotta kill him at once. And, you know, so and so and so forth. Yeah. Nakris did a different thing. Like, yeah. Um. <laughs> I guess, like... Yeah, like, I, I'm just wondering, like... Everyone else who wasn't expelled was hanging out on the Dreadnought. So why did just orcs come back if it was that big a deal? I mean, maybe they thought it was nothing, but they also knew that's where the Traveler was, right? His throne world's right there. We're, we're also assuming that the Hive were there for the first collapse. I am. That is a big. That is a fair point. Because, like, I don't see how they couldn't be in this theory. Well, because... The, so... 
like I get how they might not have been in story wise. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I'm sorry, no, I didn't mean no, to interrupt. But like I get how they might not be like generally story wise. That makes sense to me. But for this mm-hmm. theory to work, I like why wouldn't they be? So everything as far as like sending the team to K one and everything like that, we we assume that the collapse where the darkness ended up leaving a ship on our moon happened after the events of K-1. Yeah, logistically makes sense. But according to Drifter, the last collapse wasn't the first one, and it won't be the last. Mm -hmm. There have been multiple collapses that we've gone through. It would make sense, to extent, if humanity had been visited by the darkness before, or Earth had, Mm-hmm. met a apocalyptic event of some kind then found the traveler mm-hmm. which would also if during the events of the K1 if they did discover the pyramid ship that would also explain how the pyramid ship got there or how the pyramid ship could have gotten there can I if ask the pyramid, oh, if the traveler beat one of the pyramids there in that area before it showed up and it just happened to come back I really dig this. Can can I ask something? Sure. Um, would you consider in that line of events of multiple collapses? And this is just me, like really kind of running with the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, would you consider the fall of the Iron Lords to be one of those? That was like one of the first attempts I think we really have a record of post collapse of trying to actually rebuild. Mm-hmm. Well. So I would say, that, in all honesty, I would say the Iron Lords and the time, the time of the actual, uh, where they go a- after the creation of the Ghost is actually probably about the first period that we have post the last collapse we endured. I would I would say that's probably like right around the time of the Warlords. That is the period immediately after the first collapse. Mm-hmm. Or after the the last collapse we did, excuse me, not the first collapse, but the last collapse we had to go through. Mm-hmm. Now, something else to take into account, something else that can kind of help to explain these things, uh, a theory that I've covered before that could help to, I guess, link things together, but also make things more complicated. Mm-hmm is the lore entries that we're getting and specifically some of the things that we've gotten since D1, like the Vault of Glass. uh, But the very first thing that we did in Destiny, the first really big event that we did was take out the Vault of Glass, which was supposed to be the Vex's anchor and ability to manipulate time. Mm -hmm. Right? What if some of these lore entries that we're finding aren't from our timeline? What if the things that we're finding are actually things that are occurring in other timelines and because of the Vault of Glass's destruction you have different timelines merging because of that. Because there's nothing keeping them separated and apart from each other. So you've got people that evolve or that whose lives took different turns uh, you know, a timeline where the Traveler never came, never showed up 
a timeline where the Vex took over the system, which is why there's a Vex gate on the moon. You know, a timeline where the Hive were actually the ones inside the system. You know, a timeline where uh, the Fundament was a gas giant that exploded when a god wave hit it in, in another timeline that ended up breaking apart further into, you know, seven or uh excuse me nine different solar bodies in a solar system something like that mm. so there's that there's that theory that's it's way out there and it's definitely got a lot of bridges that would have to be uh brought together in order to make it solid i like it though it's a fun one to play with i um, really like it i really uh, like as far it though. As As far as like the entire idea of getting back onto the topic that we were talking about before <laughs> <laughs> with Oryx the Darkness and actually being on the moon and the time therein of what occurred, I would say Iron Lords were the tail end of the last one that we went through. And the darkness ship at that point, I would say it's safe to say it was already on the moon. Now Whatever happened prior to that, I can't say for sure that we know that the Hive were actually involved in it. Because, to my knowledge, we don't have any actual recallings or any tales of anybody other than maybe the K-1 crew or the K-1 team actually encountering the Hive on the moon. Correct? Yeah, that's correct. So, and, But uh -huh. we do know that after that, after the events on the moon where the hive you know killed these people or some some creatures on the moon killed these people we number one already knew about the vex existing so mm -hmm. clovis bray went from the facility that was on the moon and took it out to europa mm -hmm. and that's when he encountered the darkness so, so i'm sorry uh, so i guess what i what i'm saying is that during that time period, I think I think it's possible that the you know, that the hive weren't involved in the first collapse, or if they were involved in the first collapse, that perhaps the collapse happened after we think it did, and that the events of some of, some of the events that occurred during the warlord time period actually occurred before the collapse itself actually happened yeah like when the dark when the darkness actually showed up but if that's the case that would also mean that some of the people that are with us have been here since the last time that the darkness came yeah so like aura so, shacks yeah so 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 to ride on that lucy I, I i actually really think this is you know if as if you hadn't noticed already but I think this is actually really something to put in your court because with your extensive work of, of the hive runes I'm actually really curious because I know you've gone through in both games and like recorded all of them like knowing what we know now and, and you know especially given the topic do you think there are any like interesting correlations between you know could be because we've identified or you have identified i'm sorry uh 
Zivu or Wrath or like Savathun like specific runes. And I'm wondering if maybe as we reflect, like if if that stuff or like Crota specific stuff is found in new areas or in like older areas, but we saw it before that we didn't really have uh, sort of context on. Context, yeah. I, I I'm um, wondering if like fitting into yeah you get the idea. I'm wondering if like fitting into this if there's like. You know, because especially with with uh, with what Wicked's bringing up, I'm kind of like, well, man, like, you know, the hive are many things. If not scholars, they write their stuff down. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm like like, what do you think? Like, I feel like that's actually you. I, I mm. could I can't think of anyone better to ask. Hmm. Thinking. Yeah, so. No what let me make sure i'm understanding this correctly mm-hmm. you're asking if any of the like i asking like the differences between places in like d1 versus d2 and like how there's any new hyverns there or am i misunderstanding you are completely on on course um, okay. so, so what I'm asking is, is like, based on those writings that you've recorded and the sort of symbolism that you've been able to glean, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if sort of along with tonight's theory and, and along with like tangentially, like, you know, like Wicked's awesome, uh, like analysis and side theory of things now i guess we have a tangential theory folks you heard it here first no 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 no, dude you are so on brand you should know that by now you're so on brand (laughs) this is perfect um i like yeah like i i know you know your stuff and like i'm just curious if if like there has been a difference if it's like before it looked like it was this person or like this way but like now that we've gone back like the like you know what i mean like i'm wondering if there's no, any no, if there's been that, any stuff that. yeah um i don't try to think off the top of my head i've seen the opposite where mm-hmm. there were hive runes present in d1 but then mm-hmm. we go to that place in d2 and there are no more hive runes mm-hmm. But um, that's happened a few times, mainly on Earth, mm-hmm. mainly on the Cosmodrome. But you can also chalk that up to them deciding to not complete the Cosmodrome 100%. Yeah. That's also something you have to keep in mind. So it might there might not be a lore reason as to why those Hive Runes don't exist. They just don't exist. Because okay. I have a question reasons. for you. Ladies, yes. You. So... Something ever since I saw your work that when you first started doing this, um, which I've I've read it and reread it over and over again, and I, I've you've done amazing work on this. It, as far as the linguistics and understanding, just building everything out and analyzing them, <clears throat> comparing them to how they use hieroglyphics or how hieroglyphics have been used in human culture. Hmm. I know a lot of what you've been talking about and a lot of what you've been building off of that has been somewhat derived from similar patterns. Yes. Would you say that it's possible in speaking in literary terms or speaking regarding their literary patterns that they could have had a common ancestor? 
You mean like the, the actual like the the patterns that were that you're seeing in the hive runes and that you or that you've been able to determine in the hive runes. Do you think that those are something that can develop or do you think that the similarities between that and the similar or what they compare to in human history using how Oh, are, do okay. Do you okay, think okay. that those are things that can develop apart from each other or do you think it's actually a decent likelihood that they could have developed based off the same literary ancestors <clears throat> excuse me literary no ancestors. okay okay hmm. i mean if going off of your theory that there's been multiple collapses and that the darkness have have talked to us and before that talked to the hive I mean, it's could within reason that the darkness could have influenced us to have a f similar, I guess, linguistics writing style, because it's possible, mm. but it also could be a similar thing as to how the, both the worms and the Ahamkara developed the same language, but they're mm. not, they don't have a common ancestor. Right. So yeah, it, mm. I, it could be either. Or, I mean, so, I don't think it's too out of the realm of possibility. I don't know. So, so guys, not to be too cheesy about it, do you think this whole conversation gives new meaning to the Credence song, Bad Moon Rising? You want to hear an, a good song reference, or another good song reference? For yes, please. One, yes, week? please. What if God was one of us? Ooh. And the reason why I say that, so you look at the hive, right? Because I, I, I keep love. The reason why I love the hive is their biology. Just looking at their, mm -hmm. at their bodies and the biology of them, and trying to deduce exactly what goes on with their, just their physical bodies. Mm -hmm. The idea that they're essentially an exoskeleton for whatever worm you shoot out of their head mm -hmm. has, for the longest time, fascinated me where it's like okay we know that the hive used to be the, the species the krill right yeah but when you look at them i mean there's a few things about their exoskeletal structure that look that definitely look non-human but the the in forms of or in terms of evolution the human body is not exactly an evolutionary staple piece we, we are not that a mate like perfect of a creature uh there's plenty of other things that could as like bugs for instance if they were bigger than we were they could destroy just annihilate us uh they're mm -hmm. far more efficient bodies that evolution could pick but our brains got us to the top of the evolutionary chain they overcompensated for in the inadequacies of what mm -hmm. our body would not be able to beat in other species yeah two like walking sucks compared to four like walking yeah, I'm, yeah, is what I'm told to add to this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things I've been looking at, or one of the things, another theory as far as the hive goes, is how much of what we see fighting or what we are fighting, how much of that is actually the original host and how much of it is the worm? Is there really th anything of the hive other than this parasitic worm that they placed inside of them? Because whenever we, they never talk about how these new hive get their worms put inside. They just, oh, well, the new hive are birthed in eggs. 
and they start out as this worm. But yet when we shoot them, the same kind the worm of worm comes pops out, out of yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. I know about that. I mm-hmm. remember reading about that in the um in the lore. It's one of the old Grimoire cards from D one. D one probably, it's, yeah. It's the hive one. And mm-hmm. it's a guardian being like dragged into the Hellmouth. And as he as the hive are basically, you know, gonna rip out his light and eat him for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um he noticed that the thrall are um, basically being fed worms. Let me go find that one. I think it's hive. Yeah, yeah the yeah the 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 the, the thrall um, in D one. I think it's an in-game message to add to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah, I found it. I found it. I found it. I found yeah, it. they're said yeah, to be. Yeah, it's ghost fragment hive two is what it is. Um, okay, I was gonna say they're said to be like what eats the chitin. In, yeah. In their bio. Because they, um, yeah, so they basically start out by eating, like, basically, like, little tiny bugs. I mean, they, they eat, they basically swallowed the wormhole. So they're essentially, basic... a, they're, a, they're a walking infestation. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, yeah. small worms. And they, yeah. and they eat what's almost waste. Yeah, basically, when they start out, when they're thrall, they basically mm-hmm. eat, they eat the, the, the worm that we see, you know, mm-hmm. when we it... headshot them. They eat that. And then from there, then, you know, they eat basically like the waste, the chitin. like the you yeah. know tiny, tiny like chitin and like tiny little yeah. bugs. And then they're technically, because they're killing something, they're right of sort logic. You know, they're getting a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger, and then they so eventually cool. work so their I way get, up. So the closest so cool. thing, really, when it comes to the base of the species, the closest thing that you'll ever actually see that was even remotely close to what the krill used to be is the thrall itself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, the part that fascinates me with that is that the thrall, when you look at it, it looks like a human skeleton. It's not creepy at all. <laughs> now I'm scared. <laughs> wait, wait, are you are you suggesting that the hive <laughs> and humanity have a common ancestor? So I'm I'm suggesting that the entity that we call the hive is what happens when you introduce the worm to humanity. Oh. So. Oh. So can I can I lend to this? Okay. Sure. When Crota was tricked into opening a gate by his sisters by way of his aunt, he let the vex in. Mm-hmm. The initial Vex description is almost right, insect-like right, right. and wholly different, and wholly different than how we see them today. Mm-hmm. I think there is a very fine argument to say that there is actually an in-game reason that quite often you could make an easy facsimile between Hive and Vex units. Mm-hmm. I would also offer that the Vex have always been described as construction entities. They have also, Mm -hmm. however, and not all of them. Oh, God, that feels so awful to say. You know, like, not all of them. Like, fuck. But some of the Vex have worshipped the darkness, but not all of them. (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 I get what you're saying. Which is similar to what humanity is going through right now. Yeah, yes, yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> just like a weird sentence that you hear in like a certain context and then you're saying again. it in like another one and you're like wait no what you like catch yourself I was talking about earlier about divergent timelines yeah yeah <laughs> so so here's here's something i've i've long i've long thought that okay these vex that we've encountered and they, by and large, have been ones that at least have or tangentially been related to the ones that worship the darkness. I think these are the ones that encountered the hive. And I would like to note that there is no reason a construction robot, to reference your point, Wicked, should ever need legs. If it does have legs, why would it have two? Hmm. But what's something also... we find the Vex do? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, lady. Oh, no, no, um... Something really, really, really weird that I always remembered reading in the books of, in the books of sorrow, verse uh, four point nine or four nine, um, when it talks about uh, Kiora captured some of the worm larvae and began experimenting with them. For some vex reason, Kiora never attempted to introduce worm larvae into its mind fluid. Isn't that weird? I always thought that was weird. Like, like. I, I always well, thought of that as like the scientist doing its control measures of yeah okay, for its control I'm not measures. Actually, expose myself. Myself. To this. I want to yeah. see what it does to other things first, which sounds remarkably like um, freaking what's his name? Big big robot head. Clovis. Clovis. I was about to say Modoc. <laughs> Modoc. Yes. I mean, basically same thing, right? Clo Clovis Bray Eye. Yeah, Clovis Bray Eye. I don't. Yeah. I like how he gave himself a head with no mouth, but no body, <laughs> just a head. Like that's all I need. I just need to look down on you. I'm Pretty Clovis Bray. Wouldn't surprise me if that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I'm just see, wondering if on the next open, we've ever I'm seen Vex that directly have the worm larvae in their mind fluid, like. What would that even... My brain hurts. I feel like the Vex that would have the larvae in their brain fluid would be the ones who were worshipping the darkness. I think that's how you get, like, the Hezen Collective Corrective, like those yeah. guys. That's where I would be willing to lend for that. Because they... they... Well, but oh, that... You... Well, I, I just mean for plausibility's sake. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think they, they those are the ones that we know for a fact actively worship the darkness. And to, to the point I was trying to get to earlier, like with about like legs sort of referencing what you were saying, uh, 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 Wicked, in, in your, your earlier points. Mm -hmm. Legs are good for nothing, but if you're worshipping something, they're great for kneeling. Yep. They're great for making yourself like subservient. They're, they're good for like, was it like obfuscating? Like, like Which is what we found them doing in the Black Garden. Mm-hmm. And it's what we found in, like, other areas where the Vex and the Darkness have interconnected. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, in, in Dungeons and Strikes since then. So, yeah. That, I think, is a very interesting point. To, to add to what you were saying about, about like, uh, you know, purpose and legs, like... To me, I bet like the first Vex that came through that portal were probably closer to Harpies than they were to Minotaurs. Mm -hmm. What I do you think? Agree. Yeah, no, yeah. I, def I would definitely agree. I I will say this though. 
and the the only reason why I would stay or why I would not go along with the idea that the of the Hezen Collective being what basically what it was like for the worms infecting the Vex mind fluid is because I'm reluctant to immediately relate anything Hive as darkness powered. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because if the Hive truly used the darkness's powers, then Sabathun wouldn't have to be trying to stop the darkness from talking to us. They, they, she would be able. I don't think that would be half. I don't think she'd be trying to intercept the communications and trying to talk to the darkness, rather yeah. than you know preventing us. I think the only one the darkness ever talked to, because I mean the darkness pretty much straight up says, "My man Oryx." He doesn't yeah. talk about the rest of the hive. I think the rest of the hive were kind of like the congregation following Oryx around that, and then once Moses was gone and nobody else knew how to talk to God. So they've yeah. all been just trying to, you know, hang on to the teachings and find a new way. And now that Sabathun's found out that we're talking to their God, she's pissed. So I think that the Hezen Collective is definitely directly connected to the darkness, but to introduce the hive or the, the the hive worms from the worms themselves into the mind fluid of the Vex. That, in all reality, I, I honestly don't see that working because the Vex don't have desire. They're, they're an entity that exists outside of us, everything but a singular program the execution of a program to bring everything in line they're not it's not necessarily a desire it's just a directive so the ahamkara operate or the the ahamkara and the worms both operate off of that uh, that bargaining system and with the vex themselves there's no personality to bargain with so i'm not sure how that would actually work other than just the fake, you know, praise to the darkness, and that's, and then they would grant them the ability or knowledge that they would need. So I'm not sure how that would work. And I, I, that whole process of you know, worshiping the darkness has been confusing to me, <clears throat> because if it's just a machine and it's like, oh yeah, we have to worship, and it's like, if you're just executing a program, then you're not understanding what, like, how do you gauge that? <laughs> I don't know, that, that process has been kind of yeah. to me. I can dig it. And, and it is challenging, especially when the Vex seem to be so um, compartmentalized. I think yeah. that's the best way to say it. Like, they, there's so many sub-minds and so many... Uh, you know what? I bet it's a lot of different subnets in the Vex network that are operating completely independently, almost. I mean, that would be the smart thing. Right? When are we going to see Warrior Vexed? Ooh. That was one oh, thing no. that, they, that they told us that they were like, yeah, all you've seen is workers. You haven't even seen what the Vex consider a warrior yet. Do you think it was that dude with, like, for some reason, still two legs, but, like, will launch itself at you in the overshields? That, uh, the, 
The one they introduced for Europa? Oh, the uh, wyverns. Yeah. I think maybe that's like a step yeah, towards I... it, because you got to remember, the Vex don't really know how to fight us because we're paracausal. Mm. That's that. That's 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 why we are we kick their butt. That's why we're winning. That's why the Vex haven't you know when turned see... everything into Vex. Yeah, when we see Shiva walk through a portal with six arms and swords, it's like, okay, now that one's a warrior. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I I really want that. I really want that. I feel like the 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 wyverns have been uh, wyverns. I I don't know. I'm I'm gonna mm -hmm. be yelled at by my uh, my D and D spouse later. <laughs> when I when I said when I told her I wasn't I wasn't sure, but I'm sure it's one of those things that both are correct. So anyway, uh, moving on. Um, I feel like they've been the most like offensive, and like mm -hmm. purposefully destructive, that we've encountered. It, and, and that's saying something, considering that they were like whole boomer minotaurs released at one point that were there just to keep you from uh, cheesing the boss. Yeah, <laughs> that that would, that would show <laughs> up like. <laughs> Um, and, and I think, I, I think that's something to be said, but like, back to your points earlier though, like, this thing is nothing but legs. And once again, it's introduced in the context of research into not only the Vex that were first encountered, and these first Vex that were encountered were from Venus, where the Vault of Glass was. Mm-hmm. And I believe, if I recall correctly, should be like the Hezen. Either or. <laughs> Corrective, collective, whichever flavor you like it. Yeah. Ones that were worshipping the darkness. And then the whole development of Exos being based on clarity, which is based on like... I don't know, he describes it as dark matter, but it's really the darkness. The darkness, the darkness energy into the vex mind fluid yeah yeah and so Which, to, if that's the case why wouldn't it just be why wouldn't they just end up exactly like the hasn't corrective well that's 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 why i want to well like to that lucy like I, I think that fits perfectly in what you brought up about them being introduced to vex mind fluid that yeah. even if it's not directly connected like it's a common theme. Mm -hmm. Also, freaking, because I know one of the, one of the things that talks about, because I know we have the legend or the the story from the darkness about how that everybody is now taking as essentially scripture that the the, the origin of the vex were was actually that they were the patterns that fell out of the, the original Black Garden uh, whenever the tree originally fell. And they made their homes out of the first silicates and designed their bodies from metal and you know, all this stuff. So essentially, it's a silicone-based life form, what we're talking about, that developed itself at, on a essentially an, an artificial intelligence that developed itself naturally. Would, would you say that's accurate according to the description that the darkness gave us? Yeah. I would say I would, I would say I would agree with that. I would also offer that we've gotten other descriptions like yes. from Ikora yeah. 
that say like you know like it's not the radio Larry. Well, that's that is a terrible Ikora, but that is my practiced Gaikora <laughs> voice. So like, watch out for my 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 cosplay guys. So beautiful with the, Thank with you. that where they said that it, it's not the radio Larry. And one of the things they talked about was essentially a, one of the origins that they talked about was a, a species that was so advanced that they decided to liquefy themselves into a unified consciousness. Do you remember that one? No. I am here for it, but like, no, I, 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 I don't know what I was doing to forget it. If you know what I mean? Like, oh my God. I'm trying to remember when this, because this came out with the same, at the same time that the whole, it's, it's not just the radio Laria. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The same comment. It, right so like season of the undying? Well, the forest, when the forest oh, came out. Okay. Yeah. I know what you mean now. Yep. That's when the line started coming out about how they could be or there's rumors that they were an advanced civilization that had out or you know evolved past their bound their physical bounds and mm. transcended by essentially liquefying their entire species into a unified consciousness and that's what runs the facts through the radial area that the the actual people themselves are the okay. radial area And they exist as a digital consciousness now, using the radial area as basically a mind network, so that whenever it's building itself up, the individual minds exist together within those neural networks built by the radial area and the silicates within. Mm. And if that's the case, again, that can be going back to okay, so why is radial area compatible with a human mind getting put into a robot? Why is the radial area of the species especially compatible with, you know, making a human able to uh, exist within this robot? That's a good point. Yeah, lady, what do you think? Um, I think that, well, going to what we know about Vex Radiolaria, we know that it basically turns anything it touches into more Vex stuff. I mean, we've seen it what happened with Asher. Mm -hmm. Asher's arm got all Vex. Asher's ghost became Vexed, I guess. Which is why he was afraid of resurrection in the, after the incident. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we have uh, Failsafe's captain. Uh, his mind was technically still there because there was that adventure we went on where you go and he he gives us these like tests for us to do so i think i think you might be onto something i can dig it because essentially if you if you believe the other story that you know they did advance and everything like that if you look at what clovis bray did with the exos mm-hmm the Vex is just the next obvious step. Where instead of having a single Exo with only one mind in it, now you've got the entire human race networked across, you know, everything. They can all they can talk to each other, they can move they can coordinate with each other in instantaneous, you know, seamless Time, transition. And yeah. actually, you know, I don't know if this directly lends to it. But you know what it reminds me of? Sort of uh, what I think you're suggesting? Hmm. 
Um, some of the repeated realities or simulations that uh, Praetith had been run through. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you found his his ghosts, even though he only has the one ghost that he still has, even though the one that when he got rescued he lost it, but he could still find it again because time. Yes. <laughs> I will say with everything that's happened about you know to people who have either come in contact with or you know touched radio yeah. area, we sure do like making cookies every year with it. Oh man! But we oh, give no. them away. We don't eat them ourselves. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're just poisoning everyone in the tower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Granny. <laughs> Everything Freaking is fine. Is Sabathuna or is he? Yeah. Um, but uh, just, just just to finish the thought before we too hilariously get away from it. Uh huh. Um, just to finish the thought. Um, one of one of the futures he encounters is the Vex working side-by-side with humanity, exiting what looks to be something similar or effectively of the tower and going off to fight a common enemy. He doesn't know if that's the future or the past. Hmm. Could be either one, because we knew about the Vex before the collapse. And... But the tower did not exist. Right? Well, well, it's not the tower, but it looks like the tower. Is is and, and I'm really underselling the writing for the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone, my my fault there. But it 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 it's it's sort of like it's it's Praedeath seeing it. Mm-hmm. So it's him saying it reminds him of the tower, like, but it's not the tower. It's and. The yeah, like it's it's its own thing, and like these like dropships are being loaded up with like what look like guardians and soldiers and vex to go fight something. Um, I've I've actually one of my one of my personal favorite theories that I came up with like way back in D one has always been that the vex are actually reverse cyborgs. They're machines sentient machines with organic parts as opposed to like organic things with machine parts that's crazy i never thought about that um some something else i've thought of freaking but at the same time it's this this kind of creates one of those paradoxes Mm -hmm. if it were true if the vex are actually a, a future creation of Rasputin in his efforts to save humanity from the darkness. Mm-hmm. That would be create, trippy. Creates, and the, and the paradox, of course, there being that he creates the Vex who then go back in time and allow us the, and then it's the Vex mind fluid that's needed in order to in order for Clovis to use the darkness to create the exos in the first place. Well, well, I've to add to that. I, I, you know, very much so because I, I really feel that vibe. Um, mm-hmm. I've also theorized that, like the the part that the organic bit plays, like it's silicon based. Um, you know, it's it's a space silicon, so I'm trying to say it's probably a little, maybe a little bit better than what we have here on Earth. But that's a great conductor for a processor. Mm-hmm. 
space magic silica based living organism. Like, I want to see what one of those that looks like naturally developing. That'd be such a cool thing. Yeah, right. So like that's that's like you're shooting it in its mind fluid. Doesn't that sound like a processor, guys? Pretty much. Yeah. And yeah, you're essentially short circuiting it. Yeah, you're ceasing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ceasing all its functions, right? Like, done. Yeah, that's been that's been one of my one of the biggest ones. Um, so yeah, dude, this it, it's such a silly one. It, like once once you get down this, it's all it's it's almost a rabbit hole. Though I feel like we've actually been very great about staying on topic. I'm proud For of once. us. For once, <laughs> maybe. I'm going to I'm going to put it up on a on a new calendar in the chat that's like one day since <laughs> since <laughs> <Yeah. plot deviation>. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably just leave it at that. <laughs> and that'll be your announcement ever or whatever uh you're like spinball theory is going live and it's like it's been zero days since plot deviation. <laughs> Yes, pretty much. I like it. I like it. I'm clapping for it. I'm clapping for it. Okay. Um So yeah, man. I I I'm here. I'm here for some for some final thoughts. Uh wicked wicked what what circling back to 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 the idea that that um the possibility that a primordial body that hit primordial earth. Sorry, English teachers, mm-hmm. for using primordial twice <laughs> in a row there. But uh, and and ended up being Luna being related to somehow like you know possibly originating as Crota's war moon, given all the things that have come subsequently. Uh, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about like final plausibility? Um, I'm gonna give that. Probably about ninety thousand nuggets of plausibility on that one. Ninety thousand. Ninety thousand yeah. nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. That's more nuggets than he's given any other score. Dang. It's also the only score he's given in nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that's really comparable. Uh, Depends on how you feel about nuggets. <laughs> right. Everybody I guess that's true. Nuggets. Shit, you right. You got the tendies crowd being like, "This is worthless." <laughs> Pretty, yeah. Oh my goodness. Lucy, Lucy, what? Are, how about you? Uh, you know, uh, same same question. Like, what? What are your like final thoughts? And uh, and and I guess this is your first one as a host. So you've been on this. You've been on the show before. But you know, you know, get used to it. What is your arbitrary score that has to be no, arbi- not scaled right, against I have anything? To do the arbitrary score. Yes. Right. Yes. What um, is your? Yeah. I'm gonna give it about um, fifty cups of hot chocolate. I feel pretty strong about that. As as the guy who came up with this theory, I feel pretty strong about that. Yeah. 
There's no one who could be like, 50 cups of hot chocolate. No, they'd be like, oh, 50 cups of hot chocolate. Well, damn, I better sit down for this. <laughs> <laughs> like, this bonfire just changed. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. In, in spirit of first, this host, lady... Now you have the opportunity to where if there is anything that you thought really needed to be left, how could you turn it up to the proverbial 11? How, how could you make it work if you had any doubts? Like, what would you need? What would the connective tissue be? Mm, to make, like, the theory be, like, 100%? Legit. Yeah. Um, I think... Thinking. I'm using my brain. I have a brain. I no, swear. no, no, dude, dude, dude. Uh, um, For the record, take a sec. Like it's, it's. We have. I feel like I've, I've, I've put people on the spot, but we're not live, so I'm gonna let, edit the shit out. Take your time. Collect yourself. But yes, yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say I think to like something to make the theory like more concrete would be. Definitely an explanation about. The pyramid. Mm-hmm. How the fudge muffins that got there. Because mm-hmm. depending on if it was there before or after collapse. I mean, we know it was there prior to the K-1 mission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And, but how did it get there? That's the real question. How did it get there? Because if it was there... The, the K-1 mission happened before the collapse. Mm-hmm. This is, this is like, that is like common, like that's just, that's just knowledge. That was something that we know that is, but, and the pyramid artifact, whether it was talking to the pyramid or to like the whole fleet or both, we don't really know. And my biggest hang up is, has the pyramid been there this whole time or not? I think that's like my big hang up. And if the pyramid was there this whole time, uh, why were, I'm if the pyramid had been there the whole time, I'm surprised that, um, Oryx didn't try to go around his dad and just be like, well, hey, look, the free darkness, free darkness right here. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm Crota. I'm super cool. Be my friend. I'm just, I'm just, if the pyramid was there the whole time, I'm just very surprised that the hive didn't do what they're doing now, basically, earlier. Mm-hmm. A lot of the hidden swarm and the hive on the moon that are left, basically, are now, instead of worshipping the, the rest of the hive, they're like, eh, darkness. We're going to worship darkness directly. I just imagine Charlie Murphy. Rip, but during doing his doing doing the impression of uh, of Prince. Just without brothers on the end, like the darkness, the darkness. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I have to say about that. I can dig it. I uh, yeah no I I can dig it. Uh, wicked, wicked man, your chance. Like how how do you how do you crank it up a notch? There's two ways that I could see it being cranked up a notch. 
one would be to get lore of the hive before they went into hibernation. The hi- before the hidden swarm went into hibernation. Because in the K1 series, it talks about they see the thrall in there and they see these creatures that look part like look almost human, but they're in some kind of stasis. So some kind of lore entry from the hidden swarm before they went into stasis, like where they were, where they were headed, what was like what their mission was or whatever. Um, and why they had to go into stasis essentially for whatever reason, because according to the sword logic, you know, your worm is supposed to be eating you if you're not feeding your worm. So yeah. the idea of something mm-hmm. like stasis seems contradictory to that. Very uh, much so. <clears throat> yeah, so that, that's that's kind of where I'm looking at it from, of, you know, before all of this stuff happened, unless it was like a thrall that was literally sitting in its egg sack that had not been born yet. Maybe that's the case. Maybe that's what it was, was that it was it just was it was just that the hive hadn't been born yet. Or a better description of the ship or object that was found down there that they said looked like another traveler. And the reason why I say this is we don't know if what they found was the pyramid ship uh, in the K1 or if they found a hive cedar. Or if they found one of the hive structures like the Shrine of Oryx that is just basically this massive dome inside of the freaking inside the moon's surface. Because if really if you were a bunch of humans and you walked inside the Shrine of Oryx, which look comparing the Shrine of Oryx to every other piece of hive architecture there is, it looks nothing like anything. Yeah. The Shrine of Oryx is has its own architectural footprint. Taylor raises his hand. It doesn't look like anything in hive architecture, but and I hope I'm not getting ahead of you and like I'll edit this shit out if I if I stole your points, but it does remind me of the the speaker's orrery. However orrery. Orrery. Yeah, I'm I'm bad at that. And 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 also Oryx's father had an orrery. Keeping it in Very interesting. There's there's a lot of a lot about the Shrine of Oryx, and I keep every time I visit the moon, I go back there, and I just keep looking at it because there's so much about it that just doesn't. It it doesn't seem normal compared to everything else you see there. Like it 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 looks very mismatched between. Like it almost looks like the kind of stuff that you'd see at Clovis, when he starts mixing it with the darkness, mm-hmm. more so than it does the Hive when you start mixing it with the darkness. Like you see metal tubing, you see all these conduits, you see all these things. Uh, you see actual metal tools. So it, there's definitely an aspect to it that's very unhive of it. So it looks, it definitely looks alien to the hive and would not be necessarily recognizable. Almost so much to the point that it looks almost human-made in order to interact with it. Hmm. So, like. The Shrine of Oryx itself, and that was something else. The Shrine of Oryx, we're very deliberately told, is communicating with something at the edge of the system. We were told that in D1, that it was talking to something out there. So we know that's what the Shrine of Oryx did. And that's exactly what this artifact that the K1 crew supposedly found. So, 
Yeah. Maybe they found another shrine. And they or they found a shrine to Crota that was on the moon or something of that nature. I'm I'm not sure, but de definitely clarifying whatever this object was that they thought was a second traveler would definitely crank it up a notch. Did it clarify more about it? Okay, so both of you just have me bouncing in my seat. Do you need to pee? No, no, no. Like, uh, <laughs> like, like, if I were a puppy, I would be worried, though. <laughs> like, yeah, no, they're like, this is, you guys are, this is awesome. These are great. Um, I, I, I think for me, I, I give it, you know, unselfishly, I'm going to give it, I don't know. 2023 plausibilities because I think that's the year when they first go to Mars. That sounds completely unbiased. Yeah, it's completely unbiased. It's 2023 plausibilities. <laughs> uh, unbiased plausibilities. <laughs> it's a new unit I've just come up with. <laughs> and as far as cranking it up to 11, I, I, I really don't think... Um, after hearing both of you, I really don't think there's anything I could add to that. Um, I'm very much on the same page. Uh, and yeah, I really, I really appreciate you guys running with like this theory I wrote on our destiny lore like years ago. And yeah, like yeah, That's I'm good theory. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This, this was this was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, Heck yeah. Yeah, this was yeah. this was really Always. cool. Um well special guest. Wicked Jester. Do you have any shout outs as we uh, as we close out here, sir? Um yeah, shout out to women everywhere for the end of March, what mm -hmm. uh, women's history month. Don't let today be the last day that you give uh, give some praise out to the uh, women who have definitely made this world an amazing place. Uh, also for Trans Visibility Day. So definitely a big shout out to the trans community. And they're, because there's quite a few of them, especially in Bungie, uh, that have made this a glorious game. So definitely big shout out to them. Yo, 100% mirror that. Uh, Lucy, you got any shout outs? First, oh, first man. official shout outs as host of the show? Oh, man. So much pressure. Um... Shoot, I don't know who to shout out. I'm so bad at this. You can oh, shout out who or whatever you want. This is your uh, I guess. Uh, drawing a blank, man. Brain no work. No, uh, no, again, you're not live. Like, you can. I know, I know <laughs> I'm not, but I'm going to try words. What are they? Um, I guess shout out to uh, Bungie. I guess for um, like being really inclusive, because I know they have their uh, their trans club now, which I think is super cool for oh, nice. the transgender people who work at Bungie. I think that's really cool. That also means we're probably gonna get a new pen and envelope. I'm super happy. Which is super stoked because I always I've bought like all of their pens so far. <laughs> Same. For, like supporting nice. people. I'm a very supportive person. I'm just like, I love everyone. Yeah. 
But yeah. So I guess, I guess, shout out to Bungie for doing that. Because, you know, they didn't have to do that right now. But they're showing that they are taking a stand with the, the transgender community, which I think is great. Dig it. Um, I I want to stand in support of like both of your shoutouts, guys. Uh, I hundred percent uh, mirror all of that. That's a uh, that's awesome. In addition to that, like I I want to hundred percent mirror the shoutout to uh, Women's History Month, in 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 what Wakeard was saying. Like don't let don't don't let it stop with just this month, ladies. Uh, to uh, Trans Awareness Day. Uh, trans. Trans men are men, trans women are women, trans people are people. Yeah. Um, I, I can I can say that you know without hesitation, unequivocally, like stand with you there, and uh, you know to to uh, also also piggyback on you, Lucy. Uh, you know, shout out to Bungie. Uh, they one of the reasons why I'm such a fan of this game. You know, and kind of being late to the parade. You know, I I didn't I didn't have a computer to play a Marathon. I didn't have an Xbox to play Halo. I kind of came to those things after Destiny. But one of the, one of the biggest reasons I'm such a fan of this game and Bungie is their willingness to put themselves out there for no other reason than wanting to help and do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, I 100 percent mirror your shout out to Lucy. Uh, yeah. Thank you. So, with that, guys, uh, I'm going to sign us off here. Uh, everyone out there, like, stay safe. Uh, we'll see you next time. Stay hydrated. It's very important. <laughs> Just drink water. Yes, yes, please. No. Um, <laughs> that makes too much sense. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That's the end of this week's topic, but be sure to check out our past and future episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. If you have any questions about this week's topic, want to discuss Destiny lore with us, or if you just feel like reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SpinfoilTheory, or you can email us via SpinfoilTheory at gmail.com. Thanks for listening! <laughs>